This is episode 272 of the Fearless Launching Show. This week, we're talking about a topic that comes up a lot when I'm talking and I'm wading through people's launches with them. And we're talking about certain challenges and things that have come up in the past. And usually we, we settle on the topic of teams, systems, systems and or tools. And so we're going to talk about that today and some of the things you need to think about and that will help you also navigate this area of launching because gosh, you know, it's hard enough to decide what kind of launch you're doing and what type of product and what what your offer is and who your customers are. But when you don't have those right systems in place and the right tools talking to each other and the right team and the support system to help you, well, it makes all that work with the strategic stuff kind of not work, right? So let's dive into this. And if you are interested in really strengthening your systems and knowing how to approach hiring and knowing which tools are even worthwhile, I'll see you on the inside. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right. In today's episode, we're going to be talking mostly about systems, teams, and tools, because this is what people generally talk to me about on coaching calls, um, on our monthly Q&A inside Fearless Launching. If there's one thing that gets asked over and over again, it's like related to one of these three things. It's often not even about the launch strategy or the approach or the marketing. It's these three things. So before we get into this, I want you to think about this for your own situation and raise your hand or (laughs) mentally raise your hand if you've ever experienced one of these launch challenges. Okay, so these are really basic. I know these have happened to me. They've happened to other people. uh, They've happened to clients, friends, you name it. So these are pretty common. So if you do raise your hand, don't feel any shame because you're not alone. Okay, so something didn't work or something just straight up broke during your launch um, or went down, a website went down or a tool didn't work or a person disappeared or something else you thought was going to work didn't work. Like let's say your Facebook ads just stopped working for some reason. Um, Perhaps you struggled to find the right person to help you set up your launch in the first place or set up your course or set up whatever. Um that you needed set up for your launch. Perhaps you couldn't decide what course builder or email platforms to use. How many of you have waffled over those decisions, maybe not even leading up to a launch, but just in general? And how many of you have said to yourself, you know what, next time I need to give myself more time. I didn't give myself enough time. I ran out of time. 
So the thing is, launches launches are hard. And I say launches in general because launches can be live launches. Live launches can be not live. They can be more automated and they can be ongoing and they can be monthly. And you can decide what that means to you. But really a launch is just a way to get your idea, your product, your service, your course, your whatever, your book out to the right audience. And launches can seriously make you crazy no matter what kind you're doing. Um, They can be overwhelming. They can be stressful. And if there's one thing that I'm always aiming to do, if it's like my mission when it comes to launches, it's to make them easier, to help you make them make make them easier on yourself, make them easier for your team, for your audience, for everyone involved. Now, you could hire people to create and manage every single thing in your launch. We just talked about that being one of those challenges, right? But hiring people also requires setting up systems, clear systems, having the right tools already in place. Um, Simply throwing money at a problem isn't always the best way to go about things and to go about hiring, especially, especially if you don't have an idea of how you want to do it. You might not have all the pieces in place, but you should be confident in that process you want people to go through, that journey. I didn't want to use the word journey, but there it is. I use the word journey. The the process that people are going to go through to become aware of what it is you're selling and then eventually click on the add to cart or buy now button or enroll now button. And let me just tell you that over many years, I've watched clients think they can fix a hole in their own launch puzzle by, you know, hiring an agency that was pretty high priced, that didn't deliver on what was promised, and then maybe finding a person who has done a done for you service that didn't end up actually doing anything um, but lying or not following through. And I've watched friends, business associates, clients, students, all trying to do what we're all encouraged to do, do the invest in yourselves. There's transformation in the transaction. And I do believe there is that transformation, but it comes at a high cost sometimes. And it really can bring about a lot of heartbreak if it doesn't pan out, especially when you've really thought it through, when you're not making decisions off the cuff. You really are thinking through things. And I myself have, I've been fortunate enough to work with people who could literally just handle everything in my system without changing anything. They knew all the same tools. They've worked with businesses who did the same exact things that I do. This was great because I was able to hand it off to them and know that things were truly handled. Um, Amber, I'm shouting out to you right now because you know who you are and you and your mighty little team that became my team were amazing um, and still are. It's just things have changed due to COVID and lots of other life changes for me. Um, but love, love those, love those ladies. And if you want to know who I'm talking about, I will happily share their information with you, but all you have to do is reach out. And at the same time, I've also worked with people and not to down to put people down, but there have been people that I've hired off sites like Upwork and Fiverr 
for various things. And I wanted to believe that they could do the right thing. They were professionals in their fields and they said they knew the systems. They said they knew what I wanted. And in the end, what was delivered wasn't exactly what I wanted. And either they impressed me with their kind of quick response time at the beginning. And, but that sudden, that immediately stopped as soon as they were actually hired. Um, So that was really tough. So good and bad situations can happen when it comes to hiring and finding people that are committed and dedicated and do good work and conscientious. And But there is a solution to all of this, including the people as well as figuring out the tools and the things that can go wrong with the tools. I'm not even going to go into all of the things that can happen with tools and breakdowns of systems, but here's the solution to all that madness. Uh, It is awareness. So awareness helps you just be aware that there are likely going to be things that break, which means you have to check them before you open the cart, do your webinar, whatever the case is. And you have to be aware of what people's people are doing and watching their workflow. And you can't just set it and forget it when you hire people. That's one of those things. There's a, the beginning of, uh, what is it? The e-myth. There's a great section on that when there's a, there's a person who hires someone to kind of manage their whole business and they get to walk away and dream about new things about their business. You can never really do that. So being aware of what's happening all the time is really important, or at least setting time when, when things can be reviewed. Also in terms of people's performance, of your launch's performance, of what is what you're hoping will happen, you just need to have clear expectations that and what is possible to happen. You don't want to always expect the worst in people and tools and systems and the work and and people's response to your stuff, but you, you have to be prepared for it. And understanding and defining the pieces you do want in your launch system and the parts you want to skip all that all that is important so those three things so awareness setting expectations and then understanding the pieces you're going to use in your launch and there are some key things you can't really not have like if you're selling something you're going to need a page where someone can look at what the thing is hit a buy button and then end up on and then fill out a form their checkout page and then end out on a thank you page or a confirmation page. And then that person should get an email saying what just happened. That's the base. That's the part you can't skip. But there's a lot of other things in a launch that you can skip, which that's something that I talk about more inside fearless launching. But and but we're not talking about fearless launching today. I just wanted to kind of bring that up as there there are things you don't have to do. So in the rush to launch, you always need to talk this out with people. This entire issue of systems, teams, and tools breakdowns, you need to find someone that can talk it out. Like someone, I don't, I put here in my notes, like you talk to someone on your team, but I actually feel like you need kind of like an extended team. It's people that 
are more of like your business confidence, confidence, and maybe you have a long running person on the team that helps you ramp up when you're about to do a bigger project. And that's great. Maybe you have a coach. Maybe you have business besties who understand the type of business you're running. And it's really important to just be able to process that out and not necessarily so that they can tell you what to do, but to get clear on your own perspective, know that you're talking to someone who gets it. And sometimes that's enough. Um, my, my good friend, Hillary Rushford and I often, <laughs> she doesn't know I do this, but I do it too. She sa- has told me many times, she's like, you know, I recorded an hour long voice memo this morning and I was thinking I was sending it to you, but then I was like, oh, I don't really need to send it. So we kind of process, we do process with each other on a regular basis. But sometimes if we're processing, we're like, oh, I got it. And then we just delete it. So we kind of are there. We're there in spirit for each other. Um, so that's that case. But I want to talk more about this. And just this, this episode really is just to get you thinking about these things in a different way. Instead of just saying, I'm going to pick this system, I need a project manager, I need Kajabi or whatever it is. It's not as simple as that. So I want to ask you some questions just for you to think through and to think about what you would do in these situations. So have you ever hired someone who claimed to know the tools you use only to find out later after they suggested you use a completely different set of tools that they weren't the right person. There's there's often, um, this has happened before to many people, including myself, where someone comes in and they are, it's not that they're not an expert, but they're almost an expert at the wrong thing. They're an expert, and I really don't even think that they know that they're in distraction mode. They're like, here's how we're going to improve everything. And that's a huge red flag. So just know that when someone comes in is like, oh, well, you've got things set up all wrong. Whoever was here last, um, that's a little bit of a red flag. So just be prepared to just say, hey, let's just stick with what we've got for now. And let's talk about each of the things that you think that we need to change and just take it slow. Okay. That's a, that's something that I will say again and again, take it slow with those kinds of changes. Um, have you ever worked with an agency? And when I mean an agency, I mean a group of people. Let's say you don't want to hire a team. Let's say you just want to hire. And in, in a lot of ways, when I hired Amber and her team, that's kind of an agency model because I didn't have to manage any of the people that were working for me and on my stuff. And that allows that company to then work with a bunch of different people. But the person who's hiring them doesn't actually have to manage every single person. But that was a good situation. But if you've worked with other agencies in the past, like a Facebook ads agency, a webinar agency, someone who's willing, who's going to create like this funnel for you, and they promise these big results with a completely done for you service. And then when you get things back, or when you start getting their to do list, you think, wait a minute, what am I paying you for? And sometimes they're not, they claim that they're going to do everything and they actually don't. And so those, in those situations, I think what's really key is to know what kind of work they do to talk to their past customers and, and really dig in because, you know, you, 
when you, there's like this feeling of safety when you hire someone who has like a full team or something, right? And you don't have to. If you hear my, if you hear snoring in the background, literally my cat is snoring on the bed right behind me. <laughs> I can hear her. I'm not sure you can. Gold star for you if you can hear her. Um, but the thing with agencies, they they actually can be really amazing. If the people communicate well, if they tell you when things, they give you clear set of expectations and a clear set of here's what you're going to need to do for us before we can do anything. And then if there's a clear, you know, thing is when people say we're going to do everything top to bottom, that better be a good result. (laughs) And you can't, you still can't take your eyes off what they're doing and what they're creating because an agency say that will do let's say we're going to do your complete launch, all of your web pages, and we're going to do your sales page, and we're going to do your videos, and we're going to do everything. If you don't consult on, if you're not part of that process, the design process, you may get something that is completely off brand that doesn't even make sense for you. And you're going to be really disappointed. So just know that an agency is not a handoff kind of situation, always. And you want to make sure that there is a completely open line of communication. Okay, here's another question. Have you signed up for a tool or a suite of tools you thought you needed only to find out later that you actually didn't need them and they broke the stuff that was working in your business? Now, this doesn't happen all the time, but I think in our kind of urgent kind of, we want to make everything perfect. We want to be legit. I mean, gosh, years ago when I first signed up for Infusionsoft, when I think back now, I'm like, I didn't need that. I so did not need that. But I did because I was using and I thought it made me feel more legit. It made me feel more um, real, like at the same level as my longtime client, Laura Roeder and her company. And that, that made me feel like, okay, they use it and this person uses that. That means I'm in their, you know, league too. But the tools don't mean anything in terms of making you more or less important. <laughs> they don't make you more important. And so you really want to think through the connection between your tools. Heck, you can use something. And I've seen a lot of people starting to use Flowdesk, which... I guess is fine if you don't have super complicated funnels. Um, But if you do, then you might not like that. But I love their design. And I was like, oh my God, people are using Flowdesk now. I got to do it. You don't have to sign up for those things. So think of a tool that you were going to sign up for, and then it just ended up not working out for you. Um, One example for me is, and this, I'm not even going to say the name of the company. Um, because I don't believe in shaming companies or people on their their stuff. It just didn't work for me. I know a lot of people it works for. But there was a checkout software that I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. I actually didn't even need it. I had Infusionsoft at the time. They have a checkout situation. There's no need, right? And I had it. And I realized six months in, I didn't really need it. I was like, why am I using this? This is a duplicate of something else I'm already using And then I realized that because my payment plans usually go through the whole year for people, 
that I had to keep it as long as my payment plans were active or else they were, it was going to be weird to try to get them activated in anyway. So I kept it as long as my payment plans for that were active. Of course, I immediately switched to using the checkout and Infusionsoft at the time so that I could at least stop adding to the, to the schedulers, the length of time I would need to keep it. But man, oh man, that was a bummer. Um, so again, like all the, all that I'm saying here is if that, like there's that one area that people come to me over and over again about its tools, its systems, its teams, and it's because they, they can have that ability to move you forward quickly, right? The different people, different types of tools that are really like streamlined and easy to use. And also they can move you in the wrong direction. They can have you focusing on things that have not, are not bringing in money. And that's why, that's why honestly, I think through this whole conversation today, I wanted to share that I apply the hire slow, fire fast mentality to many, many things in my business, like, like tools and like people. So it took me one year to finally start using Kajabi after I'd actually purchased it, which that was a mistake. But it took me a year to decide to start using it for my products. And honestly, I'm still transitioning pieces of my business website there. Um, but it's happening, whatever, it's fine. My blog is staying on WordPress. So for now, it's fine that I'm not using it completely. <laughs> um, but I'm using it now for my checkout pages and everything now. Also, I always do a real standalone test for people who are going to work with me. Something that I just try to give them not as little as possible in terms of direction, but I just give them a realistic and actual task that I need done <laughs> so that I can see how it actually works and how we communicate. And sometimes I will do multiple tests. I will pay them for that test, which I think is important to pay people for their work, even if it's one task at a time. And I always define my non-negotiables when working with people. Like, I need you to be able to do this. Even if we end up changing it, I need you to be able to walk in the doors, doing this, knowing this, being able to do this or work at this time or understand this and that's it. <laughs> um, also, I pay for tools that integrate with, oh, some things, actually, here's the thing. I pay for tools. Oh, man, I don't know why I wrote it like this, but I like tools that integrate directly. If someone tells me I've got to use Zapier, I get so angry because I think it's a scam. I think it's a huge sham. It's actually, to me, like, don't tell me I have to use something else. If I do, if there's no, and if I can't find some nerdy hack in order to make something happen, tools lose their allure to me when I can't use them with a lot of things. Also, I hire people only once they demonstrate they can work with my current systems. I think this is really important because <laughs> even when they have a brand new way that they'll work so much better, like there are those people, those industrious people who like to do makeovers constantly, there will be a time when you have to use your existing tools and moving is a thing in itself. So that it, it's not just a quick decision unless you're literally first starting or you're just getting started. Um, 
And, and again, a lot of these things that I'm sharing, if you are longer in your business or you've been blogging longer, or if you've been doing a podcast longer, the longer you've had a system, the longer it may take to transition it to something else. Uh, case in point, Kajabi, my blog. There's no way I'm moving 2009 to 2020 of blog posts weekly, at least. No way. We're not moving those. Um, also, in regards to working with people, I you want to make sure that you can communicate with people and that they can communicate well with you and see you and are willing to admit mistakes. When people aren't willing to make admit mistakes or they want to just push it off to somebody else being the blame, I say admit the mistake. <laughs> I'm the one who admits the mistake even if I didn't do it just to move forward. Okay, this was a mistake. How do we move forward? And also I want you to review, this is a really simple one regarding tools, review and remove anything you're not using consistently. Save money, time, and headaches this way. Because listen, that $20 app you kept going and you forgot about, that could turn into hundreds and thousands of dollars over a few years. Maybe not a few years, but you know what I'm saying. But it can turn into more and more money that you could have spent on something else in your business. Um, Listen, I know that we all need help wading through these types of decisions. And today I kind of just like verbal processed with you my thoughts on this topic and these types of decisions, whether you're, you know, you're planning a launch or simply getting support as you make changes, as you're adding people, organizing your business, really getting that support you need to get things up and running. This is what we do inside the launch incubator is we talk about this. Um, these are questions I talk a lot about almost every single one-on-one -on -one call and the group calls we are talking about. How do we do this easier? How do we, how do we simplify and streamline this? Um, what is the easiest way we can do this thing? And I want to say again, if you have not checked out the Launch Incubator page, I want to invite you to go over there now because I realize the whole page is up there. It really just has a wait list because we haven't opened the applications yet, but all the info is there. And the next and really the final group of 2020 is being formed very soon. We have five to 10 people, space for five to 10 people at most because I'm doing private intensives. These are 90 minute calls with each person every month. And we have multiple group coaching calls during each month and more additional, additional things involved in the incubator. But I want you to go check it out because even if you're not planning to launch, even if you walked in with a project to get a something developed, like a course developed or Let's say you want to set up all your systems and your business so you can launch, or maybe you've got a funnel you've been working on and you just need help making sure that it's put together correctly and that it's actually working and performing. We're going to do that too. Um, each person might have a completely different type of project or launch or pre-pre-launch thing that they're doing. So if you want to learn more about the tools I use and that I kind of mentioned some of them today, not really, but if you want to actually get that list of tools that I use and recommend, I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes below here. And if you want to learn more about the launch incubator, make sure you go over 
The link is down below as well, but you can go to ansamoylove.com forward slash incubator and check that out. I would love to see you in there and I'd love to have you as one of the, you know, 10 at the most people. I always say five to 10 because if we get five really amazing souls that are ready to rock and roll, I might just, I, I, that's what I did last time. I just closed, closed the doors and we did that for the first, first one this, this past year. So that is it, my friends. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast this week. And over the next couple of weeks, we've got more of these related to making progress, having an easier launch. What does it really take beyond beyond the to-do list, beyond the tasks? Like what, what are like the things that are really going to support our launches? And yeah, I mean, if you have any questions at all about today's episode, would love to hear from you. You can hit me up over on Instagram at and some more love. And that's it. I'm going to put some more resources and more links for you down below. I think we might have a systems cheat sheet or something down below, but I'm going to put some additional episodes where we cover things about tools and different blog posts where we cover things about tools as well and systems and hiring people. Gosh, I love that topic. Um, also, if you want to ever read something about hiring people before I <laughs> sign off, go check out Seth Godin's um, Lynchpin. Favorite book almost ever. Just, I actually have to reread it. It's such a great book about being a linchpin and hiring linchpins as well. It'll give you some insight into finding people who are real, like irreplaceable, really, people. All right. Have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Have a great one.